this is Bernique Parker, and you're listening to Iron Wifey Sharpening Sessions. Welcome back, guys. You are tuned into another episode of A Sharpening Session with Iron Wifey. This time, my guest is Bernique Parker. She is a mother, a wife, an amazing blogger and writer, and I am so excited for you guys to get to know Bernique. How are you? I am excellent. <laughs> How are you? I am good. It's been a good day. <laughs> good. <laughs> that is great to hear. I'm glad, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. So uh, just a little backstory so that people know, I actually found you on Write VIP, which is a writer's network that was developed by uh, Carolyn Roberts. And I saw a post of yours which is actually on your blog. It's called Unveiled. And I immediately just wanted to know more. I literally was just like, I don't know who this woman is, but this post speaks my life and (laughs) I need to find her and I want to know more. And so I was able to reach out to you on Instagram. Um, You didn't have your blog up at the time, but as of what, like two, two days ago, three days ago, you actually relaunched your blog. Yes. So I was super excited to go and binge read everything you ever (laughs) written just because of that one post. Thank you. I am so excited to chat with you tonight. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, My name is Vernique Parker and I am a follower of Christ. I am not a perfect woman. In fact, I am a broken woman, but I love my heavenly father so much that I know all these broken pieces um, are serving his kingdom and have a purpose. He is my savior and I trust his unfailing love for me. In addition, I am also, uh, like you mentioned, a wife, a mother, sister, friend, and much more. (laughs) Awesome. And you just relaunched your blog. Yes. Tell me about that. The name of my blog is uh, VP Inspirations. Uh, VP stands for Vernique Parker and inspiration is is just because I want to be an inspiration to others. So I thought VP Mm -hmm. Inspirations would be a great way to represent what I'm about and the fact that I love inspiring others. So I really do truly hope that it does inspire others the way that it has inspired me to write my story and share my story and to just get feedback and how it has inspired um, other women. But anyways, the the first time I started my blog, it was on MySpace in 2005. And it was only to grab the attention of an ex-boyfriend. I wanted him to know how much I loved him, you know, if my writing ever turned into a book. Then I drifted away for a couple of years and started back up, uh, this time with my own personal website on Weebly in the year 2015. But this time around, I had a different purpose and a different perspective, and that was that I wanted to share the Lord's love and all the incredible yet heart-wrenching moments He has brought me through. I wanted to share my story in hopes that it will and would inspire someone else get help me heal in the meantime by bringing God glory. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so you basically said, you know, you want to share your story as it helps you heal. 
And so what can writers, or sorry, what can readers find when they visit your blog? Um, honesty, pain, redemption, my love for the Lord. They can learn about who I am and, and what the Lord has brought me through. But they can also see all the imperfections in me. But I'm hoping they can also see the beauty within my heart that I carry for the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. My pleasure. And so, you know, you have this blog. What mm -hmm. motivates you to write? What motivates me to write? Well, the Lord, um, it's his constant love for me as a father is what motivates me to write. He pushes me even when I'm discouraged or feeling fear to share who I am or what I am going through. His love for me is what gives me the strength to keep writing. Yes. And speaking of the amazing almighty Lord, <laughs> when were you first introduced to Christ? So I was first introduced to Christ, um, well, I was raised Catholic, so my love for the Lord has always been within me since I was a little girl, but to have truly surrendered to the Lord was in the year 2011, when one of my best friends brought me back to Christ and introduced me to his unfailing love for me. That's a good friend. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you know you talked about surrendering what does surrendering look like in your life well honestly surrendering to me is just giving god full authority full control just absolute full access to every part of my life every part of my heart the hurting the broken the fearful just everything about me i feel like if i just gave that to the lord that would be a surrendering because i'm allowing him to take control of my life and i'm not trying to control absolutely everything like i used to in the past so now i'm just you know all about surrendering if i'm struggling with something i'm just like all right lord <laughs> go ahead and take the wheel i'm gonna sit this one out <laughs> so <laughs> it's just letting him really run my life and, and taking all those burdens that are just mm -hmm. unnecessary for me to be carrying and just allowing him to work out everything for his purpose, his good, and really for the good of others. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, I know you just relaunched your blog, but you started, you know, back in 2005. Um, so after, I guess, the relaunching of your blog or all of the time span in between, how has starting your blog helped your Christian walk or your walk of faith? My writing definitely keeps me accountable and has held me accountable on my Christian walk. Um, writing blogs keeps me faithful to him, just like reading my Bible. Um, only with blogging, I am representing Christ publicly. <laughs> it keeps me honest and, and faithful because I know someone is reading my blogs. So my accountability is to give them hope 
and to let them know that if God can love me through my story, then imagine how much he can love them through theirs. Um, Lastly, (laughs) my blogs help me see how much God has brought me through. I I witnessed his forgiveness and that alone has helped me immensely on my Christian walk with Christ. Yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's so crazy that you said accountability because uh, of course, you know, you're featured in March issue of Iron Wifey and I featured, you know, four other writers and one of the other writers out of Asoye said the exact same thing. Wow. So, <laughs> I just feel like the Lord is speaking to me about accountability or somebody <laughs> here just needs to listen to it. They need to just be completely accountable for what the Lord has created them to do Amen. because I mean, you two are amazing women of God and it's just so crazy to hear the exact same answer from two completely different people who know nothing about each other. So either I need to be listening or somebody else needs to be listening to this. (laughs) God works in mysterious ways, that's for sure. Yes. So I want to dive a little bit into your story, a little bit into your blog, because, you know, you first mentioned when we asked, uh, when you asked, when we eh, can't speak, (laughs) when I asked you about yourself, um, that you were a broken woman and how you were not imperfect. And so, you know, I don't want to put all your business out there because I know it's on your blog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) But... Um, can you tell us a little bit about your past? So to tell you a little bit about my past, um, honestly, it's a mess. <laughs> it broke me. It, it shattered the little girl I could have been and the woman I am now. Uh, someone murdered my father when I was only one years old, and that completely changed the whole outcome of my life. I grew up angry and mad at the world, including at God. Um, I hated him and blamed him for destroying my life, but I see now that not only could God not change the actions of others, but he used my pain and what the enemy used to try to dispose of me to bring God glory. As a result to my father's death, I was in the foster care system from the age of one to four. And at the age of four, I got adopted. Um, You can definitely read more about my story um, on my uh, tab for my story page on my website, VP Inspirations. I love it. (laughs) Well, I mean, not the whole fact about your past, but the fact that we can. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) That is not what you love. (laughs) But the fact that, you know, it gives people a little sneak peek into your life, but also shows them the way to learn more. Yes. So, um, you know, growing up in the foster care system, I know you experienced a lot of things and also mentioning how you originally started your blog to get the attention of a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. At what point in your life did things shift to where not your life, but the life Christ had for you became your focus? That is a very good question. I feel like God became the focal point to my life when, um, honestly, because I feel like before I met my husband, 
I, I was a faithful Christian. Um, I went to church. I went to life groups. I was connected. But truthfully, I don't feel like my life shifted with the Lord until I got married because my husband just forced me to see things that I didn't like about myself, mm. things that I knew I had never experienced before in terms of reacting to somebody the way that I have reacted to him. So he pushed me closer to Christ so I could become a better woman, a better wife. And I feel like there was just this shift with restarting my blogs in 2015 and just kind of pushing forward and, and pursuing the Lord. And even though I was fearful when I started that process and I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going. I just knew that I needed to share my story. God didn't bring me this far to just have me kind of sit back and just twiddle my thumbs. I felt like I needed to do something. I had a voice. I found my voice. I feel like I've always had a voice, but it was just silence. And I needed to learn how to use that again. So I just feel like God just became the center of my life when I met my husband. Um, he just changed everything and used my husband to kind of break me and to kind of put me at the lowest point in my life where I had to just get up and start walking and trusting God and know that he had a plan for everything that I was going through, went through, had gone through, and just where I'm going. So it was just really all about, again, surrendering to the Lord. Amen. And that also has a lot to do with submission when it comes to marriage and like the two becoming one flesh. Like the fact that yes. the Lord brought that man into your life and for you guys to grow in Christ as one, like that is amazing. There was definitely moments where I didn't understand why as a woman I had to submit to my husband because I felt like I just... I had a voice. I had great ideas. You know, my, my feelings count too, but I think it's really just about working together, mm -hmm. him sharing how he feels. I share how I feel and then just working together as a group. Amen. <laughs> Trust me. I had to figure that out the hard way as well. I think we all do. Like submission is just like for women who are independent and you know, outspoken and ambitious and on fire and just ready to just move. When you get married, that submission part of marriage, just, just the word submitting, it's so big. Yeah, it is. Especially when you come from, if you come from a single life prior to meeting your mm -hmm. husband, it's that much. And that, that's how my life was. I was single before I met my husband. So I had to go from taking care of myself, relying on myself to allowing somebody to take care of me and really just trusting my life in this person's hands. Yes. Whew. That's a, that's a, a blog or post for another day. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so speaking of your husband, how did you guys meet? Actually, it was through a mutual friend. Uh, plus we went to the same church, so I saw him around, but yeah, it was through a mutual friend. She was having a birthday party and we were both there and the rest is history. We're going on uh, five years of marriage this May. Yay, congratulations. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. When did you know that you were ready for marriage? Gosh, honestly, 
I didn't know when I was ready. God just gave me two doors to open and I chose to walk in the door of marriage and trust God's perfect plan. I mean, that's really how it was. Just all about trusting and, and giving him really just submitting and surrender and just saying, God, is this the man that you have for me? And he said, yes. So I just walked in kind of with my eyes covered (laughs) (laughs) and really just, you know, trusting God. And I think that's what makes my marriage so great is that I did trust God and I allowed him to make the move instead of me saying, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. You know, I made sure I asked him, you know, Lord, is this in your will? If this is in your will, then, you know, let it be. And he let it be. So yeah, we're going on five years. Super excited. He's an amazing man, has been an incredible husband, and I'm just happy to be at this place in my life. Yes. And you mentioned how you had two doors to choose from. And I feel like we all get to a point where we have two doors to choose from. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't mind us asking, you picked the right door. (laughs) Yes. But what was in the other door? Well, in the other door was my ex-boyfriend. I dated him for eight years. We broke up a few times during that time frame. And uh, the last time that we had spoke, it was just one of those unfortunate scenarios where he chose silence as the way to end things between us. So I never got that closure. I never got to tell him goodbye or just work things out and figure out, you know, what the next steps were going to be. So really God gave me two doors in terms of, okay, well, I can take option number one and, and wait forever for this young man to, I don't know, for a light bulb to go out for him to realize, you know, that I was what he wanted, or I can go to option two, where this man is offering me everything I've ever wanted. He treats me so amazing. He's a believer in Christ. And I honestly, I just, I chose what was best for me. And I honestly just trusted the Lord as well. And I took the second door. Amazing. And quite honestly, how do you feel about missing out on the first door? (laughs) That is an amazing question. Thank you so much for asking me that. Um, Honestly, If it wasn't for my ex-boyfriend coming back into my life during my marriage, I don't know if I ever would have been able to answer this question that you've just asked me. But since God gave me the opportunity to get that closure Mm -hmm. when he came into my life during my marriage, I honestly was so thankful that I was married at that time because Mm -hmm. I got to see his life and my life and how far God has brought me. And I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Wow. And I know there is, excuse me, there is a blog post on your blog and actually you're doing like a series of your entire story from the beginning of the Mm ex-boyfriend to the beginning of life in foster care. Like you're doing a series of your entire story, but there is a most recent blog about the end what is it? The end of your, the end of your beginning is the beginning of my life or just tell me about that. (laughs) Well, you can definitely start the journey. Um, 
on um, the end of a new beginning, it'll have a number one next to it. And that will just kind of give the readers a, a point to start. And then I started the second part, which is the second half, um, as a title of Your Beginning Became My Ending. Hmm. Because truthfully, it really was his beginning and it really was my ending. I just didn't see it at that point when we first started talking again. And were you able to receive the closure that you were searching for? Honestly, as disappointing as this answer is to actually tell you, it, it was not the closure that I had expected. It was not the closure that I had desired or visioned or hoped for. But sometimes God just closes doors as quickly as he can, whether it's a good ending or a bad ending, and you just have to keep moving forward. And that, that was really what I had to do in that scenario was just keep moving forward. It wasn't the closure I wanted, but that's okay. You know, um, he, I was able to talk with him. I was able to get my emotions out and I couldn't be happier to have that peace in my heart and just move forward. I only want to touch on that a bit because I feel like um, for a lot of people, they receive those two doors in life. And it sometimes does have to do with an ex and leaving that relationship behind or moving forward in a new relationship. And so um, I encourage everyone to go on and read your blog. I binge read everything, but <laughs> so I'm like all into your life right now. <laughs> but, That's okay. <laughs> uh, your story is truly, truly inspiring and amazing. And I feel like so many young women and men who may be going through a rough time when it comes to relationships can truly benefit from your blog. Oh, well, thank you very much. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this blog. You also mm -hmm. have this amazing husband and you and your husband have this amazing daughter. How has motherhood changed you? Well, honestly, motherhood and marriage has changed me. Um, both those roles, being a mother and a wife, have changed me immensely. Uh, they have pushed me to see my faults, as I mentioned in the past, and, and the areas that need change, but they have also shown me my strengths and have forced me to become um, a better woman of God. You know, God has used them to find me and to bring me to the woman I am today, which is strong and fearless, but sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. That's okay. I, it's a start. <laughs> so touching a little bit on being fearless, how do you face your fears? To be honest, sometimes I feel like with my walk with the Lord, I don't really get a chance to face them. I feel like I get pushed to, to just get through it. And uh -huh. I feel like that is what really helps me to face my fears because with the Lord, I don't really have a choice. He just brings me a situation and I just got to do my best to work around it. So I just stay confident in him. I really just um, will speak scriptures over my life or I'll read the Bible or I'll just go outside and embrace, you know, the Lord's goodness and just try to be thankful and praise him for the good things to really just get me through those fears. But I really just get through fears by just being strong and confident in the Lord and just 
giving it to him and letting him help me get through that and work through those fears. That's surrendering. It all goes back to surrendering. Yes. What other way is there? Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned how, uh, you know, reading your Bible and spending that time with the Lord, you know, really helps you get through those moments where you kind of feel fear, but the Lord's like, hey, keep, keep it moving. Come on, keep it moving. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite verse in the Bible or a verse that kind of, you know, speaks to you? Well, it would be Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Mm. This is my favorite verse because it shows me just how strong I truly am with Christ. And it also reveals the strength of my faith when I have felt like giving up on life. Awesome. And, you know, you are featured this month in the March issue of Iron Wifey, which is on the written word. And iron wifey, our motto is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another. So our motto is as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. How do you feel when you hear that phrase? How do I feel when I hear the phrase iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another? When I think of this phrase, God brings me to the verse, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. That is Ecclesiastes 4.12. So basically, I lift you up, you lift me up, I build you up, you build me up, we sharpen each other. So that's, that's what I think. Oh I my goodness. <laughs> you, you just sharpened me and you didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and that's ecclesiastics what is that 412 412 412 yes this is a bible verse that we stand on in my celebrate recovery program and my 12 steps program we always try to make sure that we have an accountability partner a wingman somebody to just help us get through that process of what we're overcoming yes i love it so Vernique, I really want to touch on, you know, your Celebrate Recovery program, some of the other things that you're doing in your blog and, you know, your goals and aspirations, but we will do that right after this message. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? No worries. It doesn't have to stop here. With more podcast interviews, blogs, and our monthly magazine, we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood. We are Daughters of a King which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. So welcome back, Vernique. Thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure, of course. So <laughs> some of the last things that we touched on were uh, your favorite Bible verse, as well as iron sharpening iron and how you felt about that. And you gave us Ecclesiastes 4.12, which I thought was bomb. It was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But you also mentioned how, you know, your favorite verse is helping you when it comes to celebrating recovery. 
Mm -hmm. And that is one of the aspects on your blog. So can you tell us a little bit about Celebrate Recovery? Yes, uh, Celebrate Recovery is a program that helps you overcome and really get through certain areas in your life. Um, My struggle was substance abuse. I leaned on and felt like marijuana was the only outlet that I could seek to help me get through the things that I was going through and experiencing and just really feeling from, you know, as a result to my past. But it also helps with, with other things, um, codependency, life issues. So it's an amazing program for women to come together to talk about our struggles and, and really to have somebody that we can lean on and, and call our wingman, so to speak. So anytime we're struggling, we can connect with them and they can help us with our struggles. It's an incredible program. If you are in Littleton, Colorado, or even in Colorado, Red Rocks Church is amazing. They have an awesome Celebrate Recovery program. So please check them out if you're ever in town. Awesome. And that also has a lot to do with Ecclesiastes 412 and just having someone to lean on. When it comes to, you know, going through those things that you need someone else to overcome. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Awesome. And so speaking of, you know, turning to things that provide codependency or that lead us to codependency, like substance abuse, what are some of the challenges that you faced in life? Well, to kind of pinpoint some of the challenges that I faced felt really just spiraled my life was obviously the murder of my father, um, being placed up for adoption and just really going through a loss of identity pretty much the majority of my life until I met my real mom when I was 21 years old. Also, my best friend of 12 years passed away in a car accident. That was kind of where my life completely shifted and I started just spiraling and going downhill. And also just getting involved in in toxic relationships, including abusive relationships, because I was kind of used to that that sort of affection and love. Um, So I allowed that into my life because that was all I knew. Uh, Also, I, I was sold into prostitution, which you can definitely read more about my journey through that time on my website, vpinspirations.com and just go under written pages and you can see the tab that says um, prostitution, my journey through survival. So, you know, I I just, anybody that has gone through that or has really gone through anything traumatic, just keep pushing forward. Just keep believing in yourself and, you know, God will help you get through whatever it is that you're going through at this time in your life or even in the past, whatever you experienced. He's an amazing God and will give you the strength that you need to get through it. Amen. And I love how you touched on uh, how things were really different until you, you know, met your birth mother because there's a blog on your blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how, how else are you supposed to say that there's a blog on your blog. There's yes. a piece on your blog where you tell the story of a mother. And at the end, I, you reveal that it was your mother and I was just blown away by it. It was like the best writing I've had, but it was also amazing to see your mother's testimony and to see how that has shaped your life. And so yeah. can you touch a little bit about, um, I guess, reconnecting with your mom. 
Yes. Uh, so I have three sisters and me and my middle sister were placed up for adoption together. And my older sister was never adopted. She just kind of stayed in the foster care system until she became the age of 18. But I actually met my older sister when I was 21 and she still had contact with my biological mother. So it was just kind of like this train that was just going forward and I was so thankful to be on it because in that process I was able to meet my real mother it was an incredible credible journey with her she is a powerful woman she's a believer in Christ and it was just amazing to be in her life and see that she is a follower of Christ and she loves the Lord and she goes to church and she just does so many incredible things to help others out so it was a huge blessing to be on this side of the spectrum and to see where my mom was now, it, it, I'm so thankful because I know that some women don't get the opportunity to meet their parents. And I was just so thankful that God opened up that door for me. Amen. And I love how after so long, like, I mean, I guess growing up in the foster care system, you never know what's going to happen with your life. But after your entire life, being able to come to know your mother, I mean, I, I one, I know that that was a blessing because <laughs> I know yeah. my mom and I talk to her every day, so I'm like super emotional, but uh, I want to know how, how you felt growing up. You know, honestly, I feel like, you know, being in the foster care system, it wasn't the greatest point in my life. You know, there was things that happened in the foster care system that never should have happened to a child or any child for that matter. So it definitely scarred me and caused me to be, I feel like an angry woman growing up. Um, I was violent. I was full of rage. I, I was disrespectful to people. I didn't care if I knew you or didn't know you. I was just always lashing out. So I knew that it really messed up my identity because when you go from, well, and to my understanding, from what I've learned is when I went from foster care to growing up, I had no idea where I came from, what I was about, why I was angry about this, why do I smile about that, or what traits do I have, you know, all these different things that just weren't lining up. Mm -hmm. So it, I really just went through an identity crisis, feeling like I wasn't worthy, feeling like I was nothing, I wasn't important, I wasn't valuable especially having a daughter now, I just, I don't understand it. But I also know that sometimes the mother just doesn't know what to do. And her best option is to just say, all right, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And I want to give them the best future that I can possibly give them because I know that you're a good God and you will take care of my child. And I know that that's the faith that my mom had. And I, I don't, resent her for it because if she never gave me up, I wouldn't be here and I would never regret that whatsoever. So I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for the journey that I had because it made me strong and it brought me to who I am today. Amen. And I love the person you are today. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> and you spoke on how, you know, growing up the way that you did helped you in being a mother. And mm -hmm. so what are some principles that you instill in your daughter? Honestly, I feel like for me, what I instilled within myself, I didn't have anybody to instill that in me. I instilled it in myself to just stay strong, have faith and keep pushing forward. And that's the same 
principle that I want to give my daughter. I don't care what is happening around her, going on in her life. I want her to just stay focused on the Lord, trust him, know his plans are greater than our plans, and that there are people that are going to hurt us in life, but that's okay. We just have to keep moving, keep praying for them, keep loving everybody in this world, no matter what, because I want her to understand how God treats us is how I want her to treat others. I love that. And I think she has the perfect role model to follow in that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. So, Vernique, how do you exercise your faith? Well, I know it sounds basic, but I read my Bible and listen to worship music. However, I truly exercise my faith in the waiting or when I feel like God has let me down. I, I seem to find God more than and that alone exercises my faith to the point where I know that I can trust him most when I cannot see him working in my life. That's faith itself. Yep. That's faith. The belief in something unseen. So the fact that mm-hmm. you are able to exercise your faith more when things are not going well, <laughs> <laughs> yep. that, that is faith in itself. That is truly a faith-led lifestyle. Yeah. I think what's challenging and what I've learned through the process and I'm getting much better at it is I used to feel like God abandoned me. I always felt like there were seasons in my life where he had just forsaken me. He was nowhere in sight. He left me all alone in this wilderness. What am I going to do? But really what I've learned is those are the seasons when God is testing me. When he is teaching me something, disciplining me, helping me see, okay, am I going to trust him or am I going to trust myself and do the worldly things and allow the enemy to take over my life instead of just saying, okay, I don't hear you. What are you teaching me? What are you teaching me? What can I be learning during this time when I don't hear you? Because there has to be something going Mm -hmm. on. God's not just going to be silent just to be silent. There's something that is going on, something that he's trying to teach you. And it's our job as his followers and as his servants to say, you know, well, not to say, but to ask, okay, Lord, what can I do right now to please you? And I think that, you know, he'll answer us. And I know that he will. I believe that because he's done it for me. So don't feel discouraged if you don't feel like you hear him. Just, you know, again, surrender and just trust the Lord and know that he's, he's got you. Yes. In what ways have you seen the Lord ordering your steps to get you to where you are right now? Okay. Honestly, through others and, and how they encourage me or seek guidance. I, I see God ordering my steps and, and wonderful opportunities such as this one, which I'm so thankful for. Um, and really through my relationship with my husband and my daughter. That's awesome. And in regards to the Lord ordering your steps. I believe that, you know, prayer is a huge aspect in communicating with our father. So what does your prayer life look like? What does my prayer life look like? Uh, it could definitely use some help. I, I think my prayer life has been a huge struggle for me to conquer, not because I don't believe in prayer, but because of how I was raised being Catholic. Um, being a part of that religion pushed me to have a more personal relationship with 
time where I was able to spend talking with him as opposed to praying to him. So my prayer life has definitely gotten much better, but there is always room for improvement, definitely room for improvement. Awesome. And you said that, I guess, talking to him and praying with him, you kind of separated. So what is the difference, you know, in your life when it comes to talking to the Lord or praying to the Lord? Honestly, I feel like when it comes to my prayer life and my relationship with Christ, my relationship with Christ is, is more just a relationship. But I feel like when it comes to prayer, I have to get real. I have to get raw. I have to come to him with, with these burdens and these, these feelings that I'm feeling. And I have to trust him. And sometimes in prayer is when I feel like I get let down because he doesn't give me the prayer that I asked for, or he gives me a different prayer that I didn't ask for, but kind of um, is cohesive to what I was praying for. Mm. So I think I'm just more scared to be let down in prayer than I would be to just have a relationship with him. So I'm still trying to just be okay with, okay, I prayed. It wasn't the door that I wanted, but that's okay. I have to trust God's plan and know that even if he didn't answer my prayer, he promised me that he was going to use whatever it was in my life for good, regardless of what it is. Amen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Amen. Well, I, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. And so I just have a couple of questions for you. Sure. Um, we were able to discuss a lot about your, I mean, your story, your testimony, your blog, your life. And so I want to know, where do you see yourself in the next five years? I can see myself ministering around the world to women everywhere. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see myself doing that only because I feel like it's a desire that God has given me. It's not a desire that I planned on my own. So I can definitely see myself doing that. And, and then something I'm really excited about doing. Super pumped up, super pumped up. <laughs> well, I'm super pumped up because I can see you <laughs> ministering around the world to women everywhere. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I feel like your story should definitely be told. And, you know, whether the Lord does that through your blog or through this interview or through your church or on a stage where <laughs> people are listening. I, I mean, quite honestly, I just, I am taken back by the Lord in you and how he's literally placed you in these situations and brought you through so that your test could become your testimonies. Amen. Yes. So I can't wait for you to share your story. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. Where do you see your blog in the next five years? I can also see my blog doing the same thing, uh, just sharing the gospel and bringing others to Christ um, and really just hoping that it will bring them hope the same way that it has brought me hope. Mm. So I really just hope that it, it, God uses it as a vessel for others. I think he's already doing that. <laughs> you're too kind yep definitely already doing that <laughs> your blog uh gives a lot of wisdom and knowledge and its honesty is comforting and so it's nice 
And I know, I know you probably put your whole life out, your whole heart on the line. <laughs> and I know that it's probably terrifying sometimes. Yeah. Um, but your honesty is truly comforting. And it, I know for me personally reassuring, I was able to realize a lot of things that had happened in my life that I kind of compartmentalized and kind of buried in the depths. And it's like, I was able to realize that, you know, my truth isn't pretty. My life, you know, may not have been what it should have been, but my truth is my truth and I need to own up to my truth. And so I thank you for owning up to your truth and living your life to the fullest for Christ. Thank you. I mean, we're honestly, we're all women of Christ and I feel like we just need to, and I know how scary it is because it's taken me a long time to even take that step to be vulnerable and open, Mm -hmm. even when there's fear of judgment and shame on the other side of that. But Christ didn't give us a spirit of fear. You know, he, he wants us to grow in confidence and trust in him and, and just forget about the past. There's nothing that we can do about it. So the best thing we can do is move forward and use that pain for good. If we don't use our voice, how are we going to help others get through their struggles or be an inspiration to them? So I honestly just think that we as women just need to step out of this box that we put ourselves in and just take a step out of it and, and let the Lord use us and inspire other women. Because truthfully, I didn't even know I was being an inspiration. I was just sharing my story in hopes that it would help somebody else. And in the process of that, you know, it has inspired Mm -hmm. others. And I don't have this motivation to just blog and hope that it inspires. I I have the motivation to share my story, hoping that it will inspire somebody. So just keep pushing forward, no matter how discouraged you are. And and really just know that the Lord is going to be holding your hand on the other side, waiting for you. Amen. And as you were speaking, the Holy Spirit gave me something to share. And I don't know if it's for you or for me. Or, because it could be for me, Um, or just for somebody listening, but it was like the Holy Spirit said, your past is a present that prepared you for your present. Mm. Yes. Yes. And so I don't know, I don't know who that's for. It could be for me. I'm going to write it down just in case it is for me. So I don't forget it, but please send that to me too. I, I will. Like your past is a present that prepared you for your present. And yes. so- even though a lot of us may have pasts that are shameful or pasts that we don't necessarily want to go back on, it was a gift from God. Like yeah. everything that happened in our past allowed us, like you said, in those times where things are the toughest to have the faith and the trust in God to keep it moving and to keep pushing forward and to surrender. And so your past is a present that prepared you for your present. Yeah, exactly. You know, going through what I've been through in life, I honestly felt like, I didn't understand because all I was going through was pain, 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 pain. There was never really any joy in it. And if there was, it was just a very small glimpse of it. And then it would just be back on repeat, pain, pain, pain. But as I've gotten older and I've stayed more focused on Christ and started reading his word and just being connected in this amazing church, I started to understand, okay, wait a minute. Even though all these painful things have happened, now God is using it for the good 
of his glory. I didn't see it then, Mm -hmm. but I see it now. And that is where the waiting comes in. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just, you're waiting because God needs to heal. He needs to heal. He needs to heal. And then little by little, little doors will open. It may not be a floodgate, but it'll be little doors where God will just give you those moments to shine and then have you take a step back, Mm -hmm. shine, have you take a step back and then just shine. So just stick to it, stick to it, keep hanging on and just believing in the Lord. Trust me. If he can get me through what he's gotten me through, he'll get you through it too. Yes. I'm waiting for that moment to shine. Shout yeah. out yes. Okay. Uh Vernique, what is one goal that you look to achieve this year? Honestly, the biggest goal that I have right now is just to finish my 12 steps program. We are a group of women looking to heal from our wounds, reveal and unravel them and really just allow God to restore them. That's what I'm really looking to achieve this year is to finish this 12 step program. And the 12 step program is part of the celebrate recovery. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. And what is some of the best advice you've ever received? Well, my pastor at Red Rocks church spoke a sermon October 8th about Agnes in the Bible. Agnes was the a prostitute. And, um, he literally inspired me because I feel like some of the churches I've gone to in the past don't talk about these important subjects that I feel are important to others in the audience who are struggling through something or who have gone through something. Mm -hmm. So I approached him after his sermon and just kind of gave him a, a brief, brief, Um, intro into my story. And he specifically told me when I asked him about ministering and just what I can do to start that process. And he said to share my story wherever I go. Mm. So that to me was an inspiration because even though he didn't know me, he had faith in me. And it was so weird to, to, to feel that and to see that even though he didn't know me, he had faith enough in me to tell me to share my story wherever I go. That was huge for me. And I'm so thankful for this church. Also, uh, Lisa Bevere, she spoke at one of uh, the beloved conferences that we had at the church. And she said, move beyond your pain and find your purpose. Mm. Yes, it, 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 well, that's incredible to me. And, and that's what we have to do as women, move beyond our pain so we can find our purpose. Because if we're living in our pain, there's no way we're going to be able to find our purpose because we're allowing pain to take over our life mm-hmm. instead of allowing God to use our pain to show us our purpose. Mm. What do you believe is your purpose? <sighs> Honestly, right now at this point in time in my life, I feel like my purpose is to just trust him, to really just trust him. I can have plans, I can have goals, but really it's just to trust him right now. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And what is some advice that you could give someone who may be going through or has gone through something that you went through? 
So I know that this might sound cliche, but my advice would be to not give up. Search God with all your heart, even when you feel like he has forsaken you. He loves you and he is going to use that pain to change the lives of others. I don't know what you're going through or know the deep, you know, how deep your pain is, but God is greater and he will restore your life in ways you never could have imagined. So surrender to him and watch him change your life, whether it's slowly or quickly. He is a good God and he only wants to love you and restore what was broken. Um, I was brought to the Bible verse 1 Peter 5.10, just thinking about this verse. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that verse has really helped me through a lot and really just seeing where I've been to where I am now. I see that I am in the restoration, the support, and the strength that he is placing in me to place me on a firm foundation. Wow. That's so crazy because I tell my husband all the time, the Lord will restore all that you have lost. And he does. Mm -hmm. It may not be the same things that we had, but it's better. And I think a lot of of people are are, are scared that there's not going to be better but he brings better. It may not be the same, but it's better. Amen. Well, I have one last question for you. Uh, We touched on iron sharpening iron and our motto. And so I want to know, Vernique, how do you sharpen other women in Christ? Well, I build them up, encourage them, give them hope, hold them accountable, but in a loving way. I show them no judgment. I listen and understand, try to understand. Um, I comfort them when they are broken, provide them with scripture, pray over them, and lead them to Christ, not away from Christ. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, thank you for using your blog to sharpen other women in Christ. Thank you for telling your story and, you know, listening to your pastor and sharing your story wherever you go. You know, thank you for pushing past your pain to find your purpose and for allowing your past to be a present that prepared you for your present. You know, you are, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Uh, You are truly, (laughs) oh, the Lord. Thank you, Lord. But (laughs) you are truly an inspiration and I am extremely blessed to have done this interview with you. I'm extremely blessed that I found that one post on Right VIP's (laughs) network, and I am blessed to have come into contact with you. And so, Renique, where can people find you? So I have a Facebook um, account. It is under VP Inspirations. You can just search in the search engine VP Inspirations on Facebook, and you'll find me there. I'm also with Instagram. You can just search in VP Inspirations as well, and you can find my website at www.vpinspirations.com. Awesome. And once you scroll through the bottom, you'll see um, my little social media icon. So you can just click on one of those and it'll take you to the link to where you need to connect yourself with me. 
Perfect. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? Honestly, at this point in time, it's just been a huge blessing for me to have been a part of this opportunity and to be here, not only sharpening myself, but really hoping to sharpen other women and just give them that courage and inspiration to know that they're not alone in whatever that they're going through. And just to get connected with somebody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a a group, whether it's a church, you know, because we really cannot do this life alone. So I'm so thankful for you. It's been a huge blessing to be a part of this opportunity, as I mentioned, and just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being who you are for finding us who are out there and really just wanting to do good for the Lord. It's good to know that there's other women out there who have the same beliefs that we do, the same goals, the same missions mm-hmm. and same, same future. So just mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for taking the time with me and for just being amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for all that you do and thank Thanks. you for your time. All right, guys. Well, this has been another sharpening session with Iron Wifey. This week's guest was Renique Parker, mother, wife, amazing woman of God, and amazing writer and blogger. Check out her blog, VP Inspirations. And most of all, from the bottom of my heart, Renique, thank you. Thank you.